that at least we can have a discussion about it. Like, hey, that's a good deal. Hey, that's a good yeah. deal. Um, yeah. yeah so. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because I think you're wrong doesn't mean we're... No, I'm just... <laughs>Noah and they followed God. Like I obviously no nobody really like I don't think we all truly know, but I just feel like um I think there could have been many people that went with his family because they followed God and they were part of Noah's family. Like I've had people, I I think back to my past and we've had people they're not genetically related to my family, but they are our family. When, when, when we have family functions, they are a part of our function for since childhood, they've been a part of our family. So they are family to me. So I guess just that sentence alone, I, I feel that there were more than just his kids and stuff. I do think that his kids were more significant, obviously. Um, and that's why their names were said, but, and this is just my feeling. I'm not, pushing it on anybody i just kind of feel like they were more significant so they got mentioned but there must have been more people is what i'm thinking in my head but what do you feel are you literal still yeah I, i'm still literal i know there's um discussion that did did the whole earth was it the whole earth that got flooded or was it just the region that noah and uh those individuals were at um when things weren't going well. So there is, it's, it's, um, yeah, there's a lot of discussion about that. I think it is literal. I mean, it only named eight people that were in the ark that went with the ark. Mm -hmm. I don't know it, but we've seen it. Like with, I just feel significance, especially back then was huge. It, ah, who significance is huge. Now, nobody's going to talk about like, just people going to work and doing their everyday jobs. People that get talked about are, they're more significant in the eyes of everybody. I, I feel like sometimes, you know, yeah. um, you yeah. know, anyways, um, 
that's neither here nor there. But yeah. Of of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. What's the difference between the beasts? Like what's a clean beast and what's an unclean beast? So if you actually go into Leviticus, um, Leviticus uh, chapter um, 11, and you read from verse 3 through 8, it actually talks to you about the difference between a clean and an unclean beast animal. Okay. And that's part that's part of the um the law. And and for some reason that's how that's how God had it set up. So if you look at at an actual clean um animal, it would be a sheep. It would be uh horses. It would be the the gazelle family. And then if you look at the unclean it's, it would be more like camels, swine, rabbits, and, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. I wonder why they put them down as unclean. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the, I mean, in regards to pigs, there's still a lot of cultures, a lot of... Uh, religions that believe that hey i'm not going to touch that it's very unclean they're not got a lot of animals parasites um, or whatever you got to cook them be more stringent when you cook them but yeah man, and then they're missing out because they taste excellent i know bacon is it, it, awesome. it's amazing so there are a lot of other there are a lot of other uh religions out there that will definitely stay away from um from pig. certain Unclean yep. animals. Okay. So what's really interesting, it says uh, for clean animals, it says whatever divides the hoof. So when you look at, at a deer, you know, the hoof. Having cloven hooves and chewing the, the cod that actually chew the cod, like, you know, cows and, yep. Right. Those are the ones that you're able to actually eat. Okay. So this is this is the the Old Testament law, right? Things right. changed after Christ died and resurrected. A lot of things changed. So, um, but there are a lot of people, you know, a lot of the the Jewish faith that still believe, hey, I'm going to stay away from from pigs and swine and and so on and so forth. So okay, yeah, okay. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. What is it about of sevens? You'll hear it all the time. Like, collect them by sevens. What does that mean? Um, I do not. But I know I know the, um, the number seven usually means perfection and completion. Okay. So... You'll see a lot of numbers. You'll see seven. You'll see 40 used out throughout the, the word of God. And the more you read, the more you're like, hey, I have a feeling that that number means something. So, yeah, when it says also seven, each of the birds of the air, male and female, to keep. So probably from just reading that, it seems like when you look at the birds of, of the air, mm -hmm. it's so, I don't know how many different kinds of birds there are but you see you know you see eagles you see blue jays 
and so on and so forth. So from my understanding, he's probably picking different birds like that that are they're still birds, but they're different kinds. All right. For yet seven days, I will cause it to rain upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him, into the ark because of the waters of the flood. You know, I'm thinking, like, you got all these animals, like, all these animals in there. I wonder who drew, like, did they draw lots to see who was going to be cleaning up after them and stuff? Like, I mean, can you imagine the mess and the smell? There's been moments... We have two little pugs, and I can just imagine, like some, like just from the little, the damage that I've seen my two little pugs do. Let's put it that way. Do you imagine all the animals, all the smells? Do you imagine like having to feed them? Like I worked on a dairy farm. We milked seventy head of cows. Like that's and the and and, and you had to stay on it every day to stay on top of them, you know, to keep it clean, especially in the winter, because they stay in all winter. So it's not like yeah, we're letting them out. So, like, I that's why another reason why I, I personally think there was many people, many people that followed Noah or that believed in God that were there to help. Uh, but that's just that's just me personally. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, they did bring up the 40 days and 40 nights. Was there a significance for 40 days and 40 nights of storm of rain? Like, apart from that's what it was going to take. Yeah, I mean they use the they use the number forty, and when you read the New Testament, Jesus fasted for forty days and forty nights before he was tempted by by Satan. So right. there's something very significant about those those forty days. And the more that you read the Word of God, you'll start seeing a lot more of like forty, forty, and forty. And that's why I think the flood has to do very with like very literal because it says all the earth i will destroy everything so using those words to me it means everything and all um but as i said there's a there's a discussion on both sides was it really all the earth or was it just um a certain area of the earth that that it got flooded and um and i and it's a very good dialogue you know cuz you you learn from from both both of the, the individuals that are very, that are discussed, actually talking about it. Um, so, but yeah, 40 days and 40 nights. I mean, it rained and rained. It, it, it was nonstop. It was nonstop for, for those 40 days. But here's what's really interesting. Before it even rained, Noah and his family, the Lord asked him to go in the ark for seven days. So they sat in this big honking piece of wood. Uh-huh. Thing didn't have sails on it. It didn't have anything like boats today. This was basically a safe vessel for them to just be in there. And uh, they were in there seven days before it even started. So 
just think it probably took 50, 60, 70 years just to build this. You don't see rain. Everybody's laughing at you. People are mocking you, wondering why you're building this thing that's that no one is ever going to be using. Then they go in the ark for seven days and they just, just sit there. Just think every day you're sitting there, you're like, are we just crazy? Is this really going to happen? So, yeah, they have yeah. a lot of faith. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I tend to lean towards it. It happened in a certain area myself. I, yeah. I think that makes the most sense to me. Um, and my brother but, thinks that too. You know, I got close family that thinks as that as well. So, yeah, yeah. So, of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean and of fowls of everything that creepeth upon the earth, there went into and unto to, unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God has commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. So I do want to mention this first because a lot of people are like, okay, they probably had between 35,000 to maybe 45,000 animals on that ark. That's a lot of animals. That's a lot. And it's really interesting is what you, I mean, who had to clean all that, right? Yeah. I mean, like, wowza. I mean, I, I'm telling you, man, like I know how much damage, I mean, the amount of damage two pugs can do. Yeah. And now I worked on a farm, right? So a dairy farm. And if you don't stay on top of it, it like within a day, you'd be behind. You got to stay on it. There's a lot of work just involved in feeding yeah. them, you know, making yeah. sure that they don't get sick. And that, that was another thing. Was like I was thinking about this Noah's Ark thing was like, how are you keeping these animals from killing each other? Like It just, it seems unfathomable to me. I thought to myself, like, if God's involved, you know, he didn't say anything about killing the fish, right, of the sea, right, or, or whatever. So maybe God made the sea just full of fish and it was easy for them to catch the amount of pounds of meat for the carnivores that they needed. Or I've even heard someone told me one time, they go, well, I mean, we're talking about God could have stepped in and, like, made them, you know, um, docile. For, for the amount of time that they were going to be in the in the boat. Maybe they, a lot of the animals might have gone into a hibernation. You know, yeah. they need less food, less requirements. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I suppose I could get behind that myself, yeah. personally. Because this whole thing was orca orchestrated by God. And what's really interesting is when you go to Genesis 6, we did a, a podcast on Genesis 6. When you go to chapters uh, 6, verse 20, it says, every animal will come to you. So God said, you don't have to go chasing after these animals, capturing them, you know, putting them in nets, dragging them into this boat. God said, every animal will come to you. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's hard for me to imagine, like, yeah. an elephant, you know, <laughs> coming all the way across like we're so that's part of the reason why i think i feel it just makes more sense to me that the flood happened in a certain area and like the animals in that area could sure they came yeah. right it, and, yeah. and i i feel like that 
probably for me makes the most sense but i would love to hear anything in the comment section about what people think or what they feel uh that would be wonderful you Uh, just gotta think i mean this is god of the of the universe he can do anything when we think of of just him we can't fathom him because he's so great and so powerful and so mighty and would it be impossible for us to bring in 38,000 different species of animals? Absolutely. Um, but when we think of it like, hey, God orchestrated it, this, this is my view. It's like nothing's impossible for God. I mean, he's the one that created everything. Um, so, but no, I, I I hear your theory. There's a lot of people that do, that do as well. Um, yeah. But the great news is that at least we can have a discussion about it. Like, hey, that's a good deal. Okay, that's a good deal. Um, Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because I think you're wrong doesn't mean we're... No, just... (laughs) The Flood. In the 600th year of Noah's life in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. See, this is why I'm really big on, I feel like they were really big on significance. And I feel like, so they took the time to give all his son's names. And then they didn't give his wife a name. They didn't give the daughter's names. And um, I just feel like there was, I think, but the daughters and the wife were significant enough to say like Noah's wife and daughters. But I think there was a lot of people in that ark that believed and I think that um, they just weren't significant enough to mention. So in regards to this specific arc, there was only eight. And, and, and the reason why I say that, because the word of God says there, there was only eight in this specific arc. So your, your thought is there was multiple arcs around, uh, around the earth. But, but from me reading this, it says there was only eight that were well, saved on this yeah. arc and i believe there's only one arc um other people yeah. like yourself believe that there's multiple arcs mm-hmm. um but for me since i think there's only one arc there's only eight people that were saved see i just yeah i can't even get behind the eight people i i i just yeah. i but that's it's okay it's mm-hmm. okay it's really kind of not a that big of a deal <laughs> anyways yeah. they and every beast after his kind and all the cattle. Oh, did I miss a spot? So here, I do want to mention something because I remember last time you mentioned, wow, names are very significant. Mm -hmm. People are named a certain name, not just because they threw it out there, but there's actually a significance for it. And so I did a little bit more research on these four names that were mentioned. And, Noah's name would have meant rest and comfort. 
Shem would have been, he was the firstborn. His was, uh, for some reason, his was like name or fame. Okay. And we might learn more about him, you know, when we uh, move on to other chapters. Ham meant hot or warm. I don't, yeah. Oh, I know what that's all about. He's a fence sitter. It's one of those people no, I don't, can't just no. pick a side. And then Japheth, um, his was uh, uh, beautiful. May he extend. And the more I did research on him, it um, it talked about his descendants helped to repopulate the earth after the flood. Oh, the beautiful people, of course. So... <laughs> Right. That makes total sense. Right. I understand now. It all makes sense to me. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so I don't know. But of course, the more we read, the more we read, you know, into other chapters, the more we'll understand what each son did. Um, yeah. For, for the earth. So. Okay. <laughs> and the rain was upon the earth. 40 days and 40 nights. In the self same day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, sons of Noah, and the Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and every fowl after his kind every bird of every sort and they went into in unto noah into the ark two and two of all flesh wherein is the breath of life what what is the breath of life that they're talking about they're talking the breath of life is in the ark no they're talking about those that actually had the breath actual breath and what's really interesting that you mentioned it is uh those that actually needed you know the breath of life were humans and animals and they didn't mention fish. Okay. So the fish stayed of course in the waters. Yeah. Plenty of food. Plenty. Yeah. So it, um, so that's where it's talking more in regards to, uh, the, um, uh, the breath of life. Okay. And they went, and they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. So yeah. what does that mean, the Lord shut him in? So the Lord shut these big giant doors? Or did they, you know? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So during the 120 years, that Noah waited for during that time he had kids they grew up so that's why a lot of people think that that um the ark was built more than likely in 70 years so there was a 120 year span so then Noah had sons so he he more than likely he waited for them to grow up so they could actually help him build the ark so let's right. just say they were 50 years old so that's why 120 minus 50, you come to 70. So that's people's theory that, hey, maybe it only took, even though it's a lot long time, 50 to 70 years 
for the Ark to be built. Uh, I don't we... think... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. John. Oh. Uh, go ahead. You, you go first. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So during this time, Noah preached, preached the word of God, preached the gospel, which would have been like, hey, the, the God of Abraham, you know, which that's a completely different story. But he would have said, hey, the God of Adam and Eve. So he would have been telling these individuals for 120 years, leave your sinful nature and and serve the one true God for 120 years. So God gave these individuals 120 years to repent. According to scripture, eventually it came to an end where none of them did. The only people that actually served God were those eight. And so eventually there came a time where the Lord closed closed the door. So eventually there's going to be a time just in people's lives where um, the, God is always searching for them, always knocking on, on, on their door, meaning on their heart. But then there's going to be a time where we pass away, you know? So. Okay. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth and the waters increased and bear up the ark and it was lift up from the earth. The, the, the waters prevail and the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth and the ark went upon the face of the waters and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upwards did the waters prevail and the mountains were covered. See, that's what's interesting because I, I, I did a little research. Like, so 15 cubits is about uh, 22 and a half feet deep. But I'm thinking that what they're saying is that it was like 22 and a half feet deep above the mountains and the hills is how deep it would have got. Like, because 22 and a half feet ain't going to cover a mountain or a hill. No. So it must they must be talking about like it the depth of the water was, you know, about, you know, 22 and a half feet above some of the highest mountains or hills in that area. That's, that's my under, that's. Yeah. Because, because what's really interesting is that, um, and the more we read, I think it's, uh, either in chapter eight or nine, it, it talks about where, um, where Noah's Ark touched. Mm-hmm. And the land was was in the mountain of Ararat, which would have been located in the modern day of Turkey. And when I did more research, so the, these mountains are in Turkey. So when I did more research, the highest peak of these mountains is 16,854 feet tall, which is wow. to about 3.19 miles. Yeah, that's that's a lot of water. And then the lowest was like twelve thousand seven hundred eighty-two feet, which is like two and a half miles. So that means the water went really, really high. I'm surprised that if it was only twenty-two and a half feet above like the highest mountain, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, but what about the the boat? The boat's monstrous. I think they say it's like five stories high, right? 
So how much water would be displaced if that boat was in the water? Like, I'm surprised they didn't hit anything. <laughs> you know, rip out the bottom of the boat. Yeah. But but they probably just kind of stayed and floated around where they were local to their area. So That's all they could. I mean, they were just, yeah. they were on a sitting big thing of log, of a log of wood. They were just sitting there. So that's why I believe that I know that God's hand was on everything, meaning God was the one that brought the animals, directed the animals to the ark. God was the one, I believe, directed the the ark to specific areas so that they wouldn't be hitting certain things. You know, everything was in God's hand. And that's that's what's really fascinating about Noah and his family is, is uh, just the faith. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man all in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died yep so, right there the dry land right so you mentioned the fish they wouldn't have been on dry land so yeah. yeah i'm i'm so a lot of animals probably still went extinct you would think well obviously you know because of this so yeah and there's there's a huge discussion there's a major discussion on on uh was it a meteorite that killed the dinosaurs or was it the flood that killed the dinosaurs so there's a big discussion in regards to I believe it was the the flood that did it, but then there's others that believe that it was a big, big meteorite that that killed the dinosaurs. So, I mean, it could have been both. Yeah. You know? So besides besides, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that did go extinct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. During during the flood. So. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just curious. Like, uh, I just. Sometimes I always think, and I think we did touch on this a little bit in the last one, but I just, and we, we touch on it a lot, but I just, I keep coming back to it. And it's like destroying everyone on earth, all these, and some creatures didn't make it. I'm assuming the, a lot of the creatures that didn't make it were considered evil. But anyways, um, it, it does feel a little hypocritical to me, like for, for, for him to destroy everything. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying like, for me, it just feels hypocritical. Like, and I know, like, obviously we did talk about on the last one about like, I said, did he send messengers? Did he try to get people on the right path? And we did talk about that. Obviously Noah was one of his biggest messengers, right? They chose not to listen, but could there have been like a better way? Like were the people, how evil were these people? Like how bad could it have really been where like, because, I mean, that means he probably, like, the children. The children are evil, right? The, like, all these young kids even, and all, like, they're all being drowned, basically. Um, yeah. I just, I, I feel like, you know, we talk a lot of forgiveness in the Bible. And, and I just feel like this was, but I know he gives us choice, right? We talked about that, too. Yeah. It, it had for God to, to flood the earth. It had to have been really, really bad. 
and uh, more than likely the worst of the worst um, for him, him to do that. And uh, they had 120 years to repent. And they just wouldn't listen. They wouldn't. They wouldn't listen. They wanted to live that that worldly life. And so I believe God did everything to to wake them up. And yeah, Noah and his family were messengers, you know, 120 years. So it is, it's a very, um, it's a very sad story because the whole population, this is my view, the whole population was taken out by eight people. Right. Well, we, we can go back and forth. On yeah, that. no, no, no. And that's that's why I said yeah. my interpretation. Yeah, yeah, my interpretation is that the whole population got wiped out um, except eight people. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you think of that, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And, and and like I said, like I we can go back and forth on like how do you repopulate the land off of eight people yeah. and stuff. I just... You know, but I, I think anybody would, me personally, you know how I feel. I know how you feel. That's okay. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive. And they that were with him in the ark and the waters prevailed upon the earth 150 days. Okay, so it rains for 40 days and 40 nights, and then the water takes about 150 days to recede, basically. Yeah, and it didn't just rain. Water from under the earth was, okay, rising up or, okay. Yeah, because it said, um, if I can find it here, um, let's see here. Yeah, in verse verse 11, it says, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up. So to me, it is all the water underground. Everything just erupted. Just like a more just like probably a volcano, just everything just blowing up, tearing up, and all this water from underneath and then from above. Um, but yeah, after it stopped raining, then uh they were on there for 150 days. Yeah. So well, it was I mean, a long time to be on a boat. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, yeah. I would have. Yeah. Yeah. With all these animals and all these people. Yeah. I, it would be uh, a bit of a long haul, but better than death. So do you think it's possible, like like Noah's Ark, it could just be a, met- a like, um, it could be like a, a metaphor mm-hmm. or like a parable, right? Mm-hmm. To life. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be like it actually happened either, right? Like, could you not? I could see how people could look at it as a metaphor more than anything or like a parable because the, the Bible uses a lot of metaphors to me, at least that's what I feel. Yeah, like the Bible parables. uses, the Bible does use uh, parables. Mm-hmm. Um, we read that in the Gospels. Yeah. In regards to Noah, and other mm-hmm. people in the Bible, Noah's mentioned a lot more than just this time. Noah's mm-hmm. Noah's mentioned in the the New Testament. Noah's even mentioned in the Book of Revelation. Okay, okay. So, um, so that's where I I go. I'm like, okay, why is Jesus mentioning Noah? 
why is revelation mentioning noah um why yeah so i'm sorry i interrupted you again no no it's okay so that's why me to me that is a true story it's not a okay yeah it's not a metaphor it's it's true so do you think it's possible natural disasters in the world right now or that have been going we've been dealing with do you think they're like divine punishment or anything like that i don't know how evil it was back then but i, I know there certainly is a lot more a lot of evil now yeah and yeah there is a lot of evil now i mean the lord promised that he would never uh flood the earth again a lot of it a lot of the stuff that does go on it's just evil within itself do you think that because of there's so much more evilness in the world now do you think that is connected to the natural disasters that we experience i think that the disasters are going to increase and the reason why is because um jesus talks about it i believe in uh don't quote me on this but i i believe in in uh matthew 24 because mm-hmm. he actually talks about things that are going to happen before he actually comes back okay. um, and then also in the book of Revelation, it talks about things that need to happen before Jesus comes back. So, and it talks about earthquakes. Um, it talks about just uh, um, natural just disasters, natural disasters, and how right. it's going to be increasing. Okay, so that would be because of the sin. That's what you're saying, essentially, or is it just? Because yeah, there, there's there, there's two things. There is just bad people on this earth, or just people that are just evil, bad people. And then there's also judgment because of sin. So, and that's a very, um, sometimes a tough, tough discussion for people. Like, hey, if God's all loving, how can He be doing this? Or, hey, is is the reason why this is happening? Is it because of God? Um. We also have to also think like there's also just evil people on this earth. There's certain there's certain places just in the U.S. that people won't even walk the streets because they know that there's evil people there. So yes, there's sin, there's evil. Um, so does that answer your question? I mean, yeah, I think it was like you know it's very hypothetical, uh, or, or you know. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I like to ask that kind of stuff. And do you think that after the flood, God was had remorse? Or do you think his remorse was prior to the flood? Do you think he's just like, I have to do this. I feel like I don't want to do this, but they won't listen. Like, yeah, it was so was... bad. You got to think, like, let's just say that, let's just say the flood never happened. This whole world would have been corrupt. I mean, corrupt to the extreme. That's how bad it it, uh, it was, and we can't really fathom how bad it was because um, we didn't live it. Um, I think God was sad because he created something so beautiful, and he wanted to share that with his creation. And uh, you got to think 98% of his creation, this is my... My interpretation, yeah. because of um, 
there was only eight people that actually loved him and wanted to live for him. And then everybody else wanted nothing to do with him. So it's actually a really sad story. Um, so I believe that he was very sad. Did he have regrets? I I think the way the way that he does things are perfect, even though we 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 can't really understand understand why he did it. Because God says, my ways are higher than your ways. Right. Thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So to me, God is perfect. God is love. Also, he's a perfect judge. Okay. So but but you can still judge and feel remorse, you know, for the situation or something. I was just curious if you think he felt it before he like before the flood or after. Like me personally, I would think God felt it prior to the flood because once he's made his mind up, once the decision's been made, you know, like he's probably like I wish I didn't have to do this. I really wanted them to to strive to be better to be good you know to be everything i want them to to be you know living good lives helping one another loving one another yeah um and it obviously it went the exact opposite in most cases and so he probably i think that he probably felt remorse before he he had the flood and probably not as much remorse after <laughs> but anyways i don't know do you think that uh they want you to put yourself and look at it from different perspectives when they write the Bible, or do they just want you to just follow it straight through, not think, just don't like don't. No, ask we definitely so. no, we definitely need to think, and we definitely definitely need a process. Um, yeah. The more the more we read it, let's just say we decided to just read chapter seven over and over and over, we would still be pulling stuff out that that. Yeah we didn't see the first or second time. No, no, we need to have a discussion about it. Um, for sure. There are a lot of things that, you know, as a believer, I'm like, yeah, I don't know why God did, did that, that certain way. Um, but I all, but I have to go back to who God is and God is love. God is patient. God is, uh, God has more patience than uh, than what we would have yeah. to anything. Um, so your whole thought is, did God have regrets after flooding uh -huh. the earth? I think God was looking out for the earth, and that's why he did it. And, and this is what I mean. If we have, we have law enforcement, you know, right? And in bad situations, if they know that, certain certain people are really really bad they're not going to allow those people just to yeah. run people over hurt kids and uh, and just hurt people so they're going to be um more than likely arrested and and so on and so forth so there needs to be structure so if those people were so bad and and sin was just out of control this has to do with sin. Sin was so out of control. And they even talked about violence. They're very violent. Uh -huh. So for me, God is probably thinking, hey, if, if I'm going to um, repopulate the earth, how is this going to look? Is a whole earth and is everybody going to be affected by this. these people? 
So he always looks at eternity long term. Sometimes as humans, we look at like one day at a time or maybe a week at a time. Yeah. You know? Um, so the bigger picture for him was had to do with righteousness, had to do with, hey, I'm gonna repopulate the earth and I'm gonna and I'm gonna give everybody a, a new start. Those that yeah. I always look at it too like like this the the Bible is it is written by man, right? It's been written and handed down by man to other men, right? And sometimes I always wonder like like what, like I'm it reading was in, this. Yep, it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Right, right. You man but, to write. Yes. Right, but my interpretations of things are going to be a little different than yours. And so yep. like obviously whoever's writing this right they're interpreting it you know from basically their interpretation could be a lot different than mine because of their life experiences especially at the time so what they're writing down it, it is just it is an interpretation maybe a little bit of broken telephone but i think the important parts would be like what what are they trying to get at like what is the meaning of what they're trying to say I don't know, probably didn't make much sense there, did I? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but when we read the Gospels, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the Gospels were four different authors, Matthew, mm -hmm. Mark, Luke, and John. We haven't yeah. gotten to John yet, but um, even though that their their writings were different, even though... Um, there was a lot of similarities. There was yeah. a lot of similarities. Um, different personalities. Uh, Luke added basically oh. everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was a physician, so he's very detailed. Right. Um, but after we read the Gospels, I mean, it was it was they were talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're like, OK, they're talking about Jesus, even though. There were a lot of similarities, but they're they didn't all write on the same. They didn't all add certain things. So, yes. um was the Bible written by man? Yes, but it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that's why I believe you get so much more detail. And that's why when you read read the word of God, it's so alive today. It hasn't changed. And um, a lot of people talk about different translations. You know, you got the King James Version, the New King James, the NIV. Hey, there's, are they doing a good job on, on, um, changing the language from Greek to English and Hebrew uh, mm -hmm. to that. So there is that as well. But when we actually, like for the Torah, the Torah is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Leviticus Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We actually have the scribes from the Torah, from the actual writings. So that's where we're able to translate um, into an actual holy the actual bible so um and here's what's really interesting when you actually read the old testament mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of the time an actual person would actually write half the stuff in here mm. because it's so you hear about judgment you hear about just i mean who would want to write about hey god destroyed the whole earth and then we're supposed to be preaching that God is love. Well, like, yeah. So 
So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of. Um, so that's why I believe it was definitely inter um, brought down by the Holy Spirit for them to write everything that's actually in here. Um, because there's some things in here that the deeper we get in here, you're going to be like, wowza, this is this is crazy. This is really crazy. And why why did this happen? So um, I think sometimes people always want. They want to talk about God. They want to talk about love, compassion, um, forgiveness, um, and a lot of people want to want to really walk away about judgment when it comes. Well, it's it's intimidating. Like it is intimidating. Be, you know, like I like I am trying. I know that I'm technically still a lost sheep, right? And that is intimidating to know, like I'm, you know, I'm working on trying to become closer and to um, make my faith stronger um, and have an understanding. But yeah, that, that whole, like, I, I mean, I guess to a lot of people, the whole, like, if you don't believe and if you don't follow, you know, you're going to burn, you know, it's like, that could be very intimidating to a lot of people. And a lot of people probably are put off by it too. When I rededicated my life to Christ eight years ago, it's I'm still learning. I wish I knew all the answers, but but I don't. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm in the word. I'm I'm trying to have a better understanding uh, about about the word, and it and it's very exciting because there's yeah. I know we're on chapter seven. We we've done a podcast on the other chapters. So for yeah. any viewers, if you guys want to hear um, the other chapters, be more than happy to click on those. Um, we're just hoping that uh, from us learning that other people are learning as well. So that's why we're we're actually excited um, yeah. to go through this, especially from from the beginning where everything started. So and that was the chapter. Holy, that's chapter seven, guys. So chapter seven was was the flood. Um, the ark was built. The flood came, and eight people were saved. Yeah. So let me close this in prayer. Dear Heavenly Four Father, more. we just thank you. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time and we just thank you for your love and and uh, giving us a better understanding of your word and more revelation. And Lord, those that watch this video, we just pray that they get a better understanding of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was good, man. I really enjoyed the Noah's Ark stuff. This is yeah. Awesome. I was excited for seven because there's just so much in there. <laughs>